How's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? My hands going crazy. We'd like to take a second to thank this week's sponsor before we get into the episode, Diazable Apparel. Now, Diazable Apparel is an apparel brand based out of San Antonio, Texas and Seoul, South Korea. Diazable makes some rad clothing, though. And if you're like me and 90% of your wardrobe is black band tees or a black shirt that shows off how funny and awesome you are, then they got you covered. I mean, how can you go wrong with the pizza-themed shirt that says, it ain't easy being cheesy? That's just rad as hell. They make products with you in mind. If there are designs that you'd like to see, let them know. They'll listen. And most importantly, they want to support you to do the things that you love. No matter where you are in life, take that first step. The rest will come together when it needs to. That first step is always the hardest. Visit them at www.diazable.com. Pick something up, show your support. Also, give them a follow on Instagram to stay up to date on new items and events at Diazable Design. That's D-I-A-Z-A-B-L-E-D-E-S-I-G-N. Thank you so much again to Diazable Apparel for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's get into it. See what goalkeeper's up to. We did like this one. There was one episode of something where we literally just sat there and just grabbed shit showing up, like whatever was on our desk. And I have so many toys just sitting on my desk. It's just the back of you, like in the background. Oh, I've got tons of toys behind me too. Yeah. I don't. I don't have much of anything. I've got an old Tigger pillow I've had since I was a little kid. A Tigger pillow? Oh, like you know, T I double Gerger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. I was just, I was just on like making sure I heard you correctly. Nice. And because every kid wants to know what Tigger's ass looks like. <laughs> Heck yeah. They were really, <laughs> they were really detailed. Like we need to double print, double print side this pillow, and the back it needs to be Tigger's ass. Yeah, my wife basically, like, set up my office. She made it all look nice for me. It's very aesthetically pleasing to look at. During during Christmas time, it'll be even more aesthetically pleasing because in that corner, I'll have a big old tree and shit, too. Dude, I love Christmas. It's my it's my shit. We used to, my family and I used to decorate uh, for Christmas on Halloween, and I would dress up as Santa Claus. And because I used to work at the local CVS, I knew all the people there. Mm-hmm. So we would buy you know, hundreds of candy canes. Nice. <laughs> My parents always have great Danes. Like that's what we grew up having. So we would mm-hmm. dress them up as a reindeer. I sit outside full Santa get up and <laughs> kids uh, candy canes. But my family's house is like the Griswold. So like I go over there every year and set it up. They have the blinking lights to the music. And that's blast. awesome. I've been on so many families like Christmas cards and the kids <laughs> are always so confused. They're like, it's Halloween. Why is there like Rudolph? <laughs> right. Um, voted most scary costume too every year. <laughs> I'm hoping to be able to be Santa one year. So you got it. You're almost there. Almost. You know, it's it's getting there. 
<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we have Mark Giuliano from the band Goalkeeper from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the show. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Good, dude. Nice to see you just a short couple weeks later. Yeah, yeah, chord. yeah. So he's talking about we were just at Four Chord Music Festival. Uh, we got to ha- hang out. Who did we see? We saw we we stood side by side, you know, shoulder to shoulder, watching. Was it Alistair? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Legendary, I think so. legendary band. Oh gosh, they were so good. And uh, well, I don't know if I told you, but later on, I ended up going and like talking to them. They were just hanging out at the mm-hmm. at their merch table. So we're right. gonna have we're gonna have Tim on the show later in the year oh dude that's awesome especially with how much their records like mean to you when you were telling me absolutely i fucking love last stop suburbia so good it's definitely i mean everyone will say the top 10 pop punk records will be all the ones you know like enemy of the state Mm -hmm. take um you know uh last up for for, suburbia whatever from one to years i don't to get you neck deep and a few others like sprinkled in there um but dude, Last Stop Suburbia, or not Last Stop Suburbia? I just I meant that's it. Stop. It's Last Stop Suburbia. Yeah, okay. I always mix that up and like the Suburbia record from One Years because they have two they have Suburbia. Not yeah. too many bands that have that, but there's anyway. lots of bands that do Suburbia. You know, it's okay. Yeah. But that record is is always going to be criminally underrated. Oh, God. One, no one's ever going to realize, you know, or so like same thing with like So Long Story from. Uh, the Ataris. There's mm-hmm. two records shaped the genre more than like a lot of people know, but they mm-hmm. never get the credit that's due. I mean, so long Astoria was pretty big. Like that one, yeah. that was pretty big for a while, especially on MTV with Boys of Summer. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about like nowadays you don't see people referencing those two records as much. Like you'll see Which, them reference like yeah. the big records that everybody knows, the mainstream records yeah yeah um but i feel like you don't hear like the like this is making us sound old but the later generations that's okay <laughs> referencing those like, two records as much as i feel like we should a pop punk community should put them on a pedestal <laughs> right i agree i like one of the things that i was stoked to be able to do is uh so the drummer for like my first like ever band uh really liked Alistair as well and like so he you know he doesn't do like music stuff really anymore you know he's he's got a family his kid plays hockey so that that's a lot of time right there hockey kids hockey it's insane yeah. man insane uh, like it, it takes complete com- complete parental dedication and so yeah. six red, yeah stupid <laughs> crazy <laughs> all year long too especially mm-hmm. up here so uh i gotta give props to my buddy mike taylor so one of the things i was stoked to do was like i took pictures i took some videos of alistair to to send to him you know i was like wow. you can't you can't be here but th- i can get get you this so one day my goal to bring bring him out be able to go see this stuff that's that's the dream there you go dad's weekend away <laughs> yep dad's weekend away absolutely so 
getting into like the the questions, the actual questions I prepared for you. You recently released uh, your first single off your upcoming album. I wish I had met you sooner, titled Sooner, and you have the next single Car Wreck out soon. How has the response for the new music been so far? Uh, really good, actually. Um, a lot of comparisons of like Blink meets the Menzingers. Sure. Ironically, is exactly what we were going for. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, we didn't want to. I mean, uh, we didn't want to write into like too much of the new poppier like pop punk stuff that we're seeing like with magnolia park nothing sure. against it it's great yeah because i think we're trying to lean a little bit more into the menzingers gaslight anthem later records of wonder years and like man overboard you know jimmy world vibe yeah i was gonna say i you know you can definitely feel some like jimmy world with just like the you know heavy power chords rock and stuff in there yeah and so it's cool that like a lot of people are picking that up like mm -hmm. It wasn't like we like were going for something and then everyone's like, oh, it sounds like this instead. It's like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been good. Um, it's really cool to see the staying power the band has after like all these years, especially when like we like a lot of people will say like, oh, you guys are kind of like in that forefront of bands who are like doing it. But it's like, don't feel that way, especially when you get a lot of the other bands who are like the home team and all them. Mm -hmm. Great dudes, but like, they're killing it right now. Yeah, doing so good. New so great. it was cool that people still like are listening to the song and we're able to get like the streams and the monthly listeners and the show attendance we have been um, not doing, I guess what you would say is like the popular style of pop punk right now. Sure. So like gaining new fans every day. Um, a lot of people reached out too saying that the record touched uh, the song sooner touched a uh, real emotional like part for them yeah uh, which is which is really cool because when we're writing the song we definitely wanted that like melancholy vibe where it's like oh here's this love side of uh, this couple and everything's perfect but then it's like but it's not gonna last and you know mm -hmm. it's gonna end and so a lot of people like reached out to us and said like yo i like felt that mm -hmm. <laughs> So it's been really cool. I when when you guys released sooner. So the fact that like I go through so many submissions and I hear so many songs, so it, it's all sometimes it's hard to like get back to a song again. But I literally I'm I'm waiting for the Spotify wrap up at the end of the year to see how many fucking times I've listened to sooner because literally it is one of the most listened to songs that I've had this year. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And, and it's only been out, you know, like at the time of this it has only been out like month, two. Uh, yeah, about a month or weeks, three and a half weeks. Yeah, I've it is a repeated song. Thanks, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I make, you know, I I've listened to the whole album and like each song is, is great. The, the album is literally great from start to finish. I'm excited to see like what everybody thinks of the whole album. It is, it is great. Thank so you. kudos. 
Thank you. Yeah, there's uh, there's some gems on there that we've never done before. I think specifically track five <laughs> that people are going to be like, huh? So, but so far, it's been hitting really well. Um, yeah, it it like there there's some differences, you know, in like in like new things that you guys have tried, but it all flows really well together. It's one one cohesive unit from start to finish. Well, and that's what we really wanted. I mean, that's what every band wants that writes a record. We, none of us, that like any of us, have ever written a full-length record before. So, you know, we've done a couple EPs. Even in our old bands, they've been EPs. Sure. So this was the first time us as a unit, like, really tackling how do we put 10-plus songs onto a record, but they don't sound like just best 10 songs we could write but there's no like meaning and this is right. actually the first time that like, we fought for a song the band like really hard like there was one song that we thought man it hit everything in the feels like it was dark it was heavy mm-hmm. ryan was very vulnerable emotionally on the song which was something pretty like pretty new for him to be like that open mm-hmm. and uh it got rejected you know between the team that we were working with they're like you listen to these songs, this doesn't fit anywhere in that story. Great songs, but just, it would be the outlier. Sure. You know, and so um, we were forced to write a new song. And essentially we did with that, uh, the song Notice Me that everyone listened to. That was like the, the uh, happy accident of the record. <laughs> it's fantastic when those happy accidents happen. Oh yeah, especially when lead's involved. <laughs> so the uh, so the new album i wish i had met you sooner uh is released on october 28th so there's so much that goes into releasing a new album from releasing singles music videos playing shows what's your favorite part of the release process hate it all dude (laughs) (laughs) i am the most anxiety i hate it (laughs) I'm just like so nervous someone's going to say like the song sucks or we lost it. And um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, there is a lot of stress, but I think the. No, there's always that stress though of like if people are going to like it and you know. Um, honestly, I think my favorite is just the release day for each song or the drop. Um, it's fun to just sit back and, and see what the internet has to say and. What they want, the thing I've always wanted to be able to do with a band, and I, you know, I can speak for Cody and Ryan on this too, is we want to be able to release things that, you know, a, an audience wants to hear. They want to talk about. They want to share. And it's insane mm-hmm. to get people from all over this world talking about a release of a song or the EP or whatever we released. And I'll just go on to Twitter or Instagram, and someone from. South Africa is sharing our music. Someone from Australia, UK, someone's buying a t-shirt from Germany. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, this is cool. And they like yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, and I guess, you know, like any other artist would say, you put a lot of like blood, sweat and tears into recording new songs. Like, and not mm-hmm. just to like push yourself to make a better song each time and grow right. as an artist, but like there's so much backhand work that a lot of people don't talk about. Like for this record specifically, I studied the guitar playing of so many new bands that I haven't really looked at before. So like the Gaslight Anthem, I really looked into the Menzingers, 
the later mm. Wonder Years, uh, Coldplay, Oasis, uh, the deep dives of like Jimmy Eat World, like not just the singles, but like the songs on the record that like make the record. Right. The record. And, you know, so like I'm thinking like all that time I put into studying those guitar parts and learning those songs and going to the studio and making my own songs that aren't a carbon copy ripoff, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, and then being told to do it again like a thousand times because like that one leap could be just a little tighter played. Um, and then, you know, song gets out there and everyone's just like, it's awesome. Or like, ah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it, mom. Yeah, told you. Um, um, but yeah, and show, shows are definitely fun. I feel like shows get better once the record and songs are out for a little bit because then people know the words. Right. You know, you know, and we're kind of at the point now where we can pretty much go anywhere and there's going to be at least a couple people who know our music. That's and awesome. And be in the crowd and like singing our songs. And so it's always a real weird feeling when you go from like playing a song like um, Happy and the whole crowd going nuts and then you jump to a song like sooner and the crowd is feeling it but at the time we were playing it they didn't really know it so they're just like sure. that was awesome yeah, yeah okay, sweet. play something we know so we can like crowd surf <laughs> Those yeah watching, huh? <laughs> yeah all right i gotta check it out what's the hard times <laughs> article guy in the back with arms crossed secretly having a good time <laughs> right I mean, it's also that's always the hard part of like going to a show too because it's like you, you want to like i mean i just sit with my arms crossed like a lot of times it's, it's just comfortable for me i'm not being closed off i'm not trying to be you know it's just more comfortable in my hand in my pockets ryan talks about because he has like a nice little beard gut he says yeah it's like a table for his arms exactly i feel that he's like this yeah. is just comfortable i don't want to like sit here like a monkey with my hands to the side i can put them on my little belly table yeah, because if you don't put it on your little belly table, then, you know, you, you have a couple options. You can shove them in, in your pockets or you can like stand like a superhero, you know, hand on your hips. Yeah. And like, I'm not much of a superhero, you know, I'm a belly guy. Oh, I, think, I think now I'm going to pull a superhero at the next show I go to. I'm just going to like, it's great. Yeah. Stand <laughs> back fucking straight as hell and just mm. wear a cape and just have the get up. <laughs> I like it. Spider-Man from Four Court. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning a little bit. Goalkeeper started releasing music in 2016 with your first single, Leftovers, which was part of the Gut Feeling EP. What would you say is your favorite song from those early days, and do you still perform any of them live? Uh, <laughs> um... I like, yeah, so I do like playing Leftovers a lot. I think that song hits, and it was our first thing that we wrote together. Mm -hmm. um, and like a quick backstory, when we started the band, we really weren't going to take ourselves very seriously. Like, we literally said we want to be a band that writes about very relatable topics in a very unique, funny analogy. Mm -hmm. So, like that song, you make me feel like the leftovers in your fridge you forgot about. Right. Like, who, who who that's you can relate it's great you can um, we're, yeah. we're, we're like pong partners like the idea of yo like when you're at a party in college or high school like you use the pong table to flirt with the person you had an attraction to mm -hmm. you know you'd be on the same team flirting and hanging out and you know but um pong partners actually has 
stay in our set pretty often. Um, I don't think so much now with the new record and for having, you know, performing the new songs. Right. But that stayed in there for a while. And um, that always went off really hard live, especially once you get to like the second quarter or second verse. Um, and leftovers. We usually do leftovers as like a hometown encore. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Which is, always, which is always fun. You know, it's a goofy song. It's a nice, light, it's a nice, heavy, loud, aggressive song that ends on like a, a happy, like smiley note. <laughs> right. So you've had you've also had the opportunity to work with some what with what some would consider legends in the pop punk field. You know, Nick Bruzesi uh from Man Overboard, Ace Anders from the early November, and Kevin Mahoney from Hit the Lights. Can you tell me a bit about what that's been like? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um but it I guess weird because like when we first started out you know the whole idea like you just want someone that cool to like notice you yeah and like want to sit in the room with you like there's a lot of validation there uh we met kevin we actually played a four we played four chords four in 27 okay. and hit the lights played uh we did awful worst set ever <laughs> but that that's was the and best then, place to have the worst set ever too you know at least we played second that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't help to have like bands like Bearings and Home Safe and hit the lights and all that I'm watching and have, have a train wreck. Um, but it was very gratifying when we would play with those bands like a couple of years later. We were completely different and better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Kevin came up to us after the set and was just like, hey, I heard your song Pong Partners. There's something there. Don't give up. It's really catchy and it's really good. Uh, today sucked, but you'll get through it. Just deal with it. And then... That was awesome. And we ended up working with this guy for the next EP named Rick King, mm -hmm. uh, who wor was working with Hit the Lights for some of their post um, Summer Bones stuff. And when Kevin found out we were going to Rick, he reached out and said, Hey, can you ask them if I can be their producer? And that's how we became friends with Kev since that's awesome. 2018. <laughs> and he's been the main producer for everything we put out since um as and going as far as to flying up to new jersey for this whole lamp because this was the first release we've done where we didn't actually travel somewhere far um nick was great nick was nick's a local he's actually really cool he makes himself known in the local scene like he's not afraid to like drop into a, like a local band's dm so he thinks is cool yeah say, come right or come do a song with me oh yeah nick nick's awesome yeah uh he's actually the dude who really pushed us to kind of take our music more seriously so like we knew we wanted to play like take it live more seriously mm -hmm. but when we were going in there to do our song screwdriver it was again just a goofy haha -ha, hangover song yeah like nick basically said to us he's like yo you guys have something here but you're too big funny and not cool funny and if you don't <laughs> stop you guys are gonna be like the weird al yankovics of pop punk uh -huh. Um, and of course, Ryan, who's that's like his favorite artist ever for some reason, is like, hell yeah. And Nick's Al like, oh. fucking we're on the right track, man. <laughs> yeah. And Nick's like, nah, not cool. Right. <laughs> 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 um, so he actually, that's so Screwdriver was actually the first attempt at us to take a goofy song and then turn it into this like deeper meaning, which ended up kind of the back into the song, turned into more about like, hey, man, you might have an addiction here. Mm -hmm. um so and then we actually co-wrote 
a song on the record uh, that he sings on Lost Reality as well. And it was cool to work with him again a few years later and have him come up to us and say like, hey, back then I didn't really see you guys going much further than you did. But I'm like really excited to see how you guys have like kind of proven everybody wrong that you're you're not just a joke, whatever band. Like you guys take it seriously. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was even su- that was even super gratifying just because, you know, hearing someone like him who literally started a revolution in pop punk with the right. punk come up to us and say, "I was wrong about you guys. You guys are actually like doing it." So. Um, yeah, we got to work with like Will from Cartel, which was, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. I wrote a song with him for the new record as well. It's the last track of the record. Um, he taught us a lot about not giving a fuck on a record, which was really cool. Because Bad Things Don't Last was so, you have to have the pop five part harmonies and this and everything has to be perfect. And Will was just like, the note sounds off, but it kind of sounds gnarly, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you those are rad when you do that, too. You know? Like, there's got to be oh, a set. Ryan. It can't always be perfect. Like, that, if you do, like, the everyone can tell if everything is absolutely perfect. And sometimes those imperfections make it feel more real. Yeah, and sometimes it just like, there's happy accents that just sound like a weird random harmonic noise on a guitar. Right. Perfectly is like, yo, that actually sounds like mean. Ooh, yeah. good. Uh he taught Ryan the greatest vocal warm-up of all time. Shot okay. of Jack Daniels. <laughs> a shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Which was hysterical because again, when we worked with the, the previous record, the you know, the producer Rick wanted everything you have to do vocal warm-ups and here's this 30 out here's 30 minutes 30 out 30 minute vocal warm-up like scales and do this and do that work on your guitar parts perfect technique and there's definitely a place for that because that made us marginal like you know significantly better musicians and singers and stuff right but then you go into a studio with like because we work with kevin and will and then you work with both of them and will arguably has one of the top 10 pop punk records of all time with chroma yeah oh yeah saying dude just take a shot of jack and warm <laughs> loosen up the vocal cords let's go for it and ryan had some of the best vocal takes on like ever on that ep and he did the same thing for this record and it was probably just as strong you know if not mm-hmm. stronger at times so um, well and it also just sounds like a much more comfortable environment as well and oh, yeah. you know that you can you're gonna get better uh takes just if you're comfortable you know i mean that that that's a lot of it right there yeah and now i think the three all all the people we've worked with have a really good to do a really good job at like creating the vibe Mm -hmm. reviving this is a record you should be happy you're sitting in a studio making a record and not working your job right right and that's the dream and the goal like this is like this is my job to record you but like embrace the fact that you're sitting here in nashville or kentucky or new jersey hanging out with your friends making music that means something to you that's going to mean something to somebody else instead of just clocking and clocking out your job 
mm-hmm. which you could be doing. So um, I think all three of them, everyone really brought that mindset to it as well as have fun. <laughs> that And that's, that's a, that's the key right there. It's, it's not worth doing if it's not fun. So, no, no. so the, like one of the things I've been noticing is there are a lot of really great bands uh, coming out of Pennsylvania right now. You got cheer up dusty, don't panic sleep cycles, the Magwas midfield friends circle list goes on. Can you tell us what the music scene is like up there? Friends circle is Jersey. Do not Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. They're, they're our best homies. And two thirds of my band's from fucking Jersey, so I have to be nice about it. Um, <laughs> they're close, uh, though. Close by. Yeah, honestly, I can see Jersey from my house, which is upsetting. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it was something we were actually just talking about at rehearsal. And Philly very much like a lot of the like major cities is like a blue collar gritty you know rough city Mm -hmm. and that doesn't go away with the things we have here like music and sports and entertainment and whatnot um there are a lot of bands who don't come to Philly because crowds just don't care like Philly is very much like what are you doing for me to make me invested in your music Sure. They're not in like, a, I need a cool shirt, I need this, I need that, but it's like, you better bring it if I'm going to like spend my Thursday night and like $100 between ticket and drinks and food and all that to come watch your band play for 30 minutes or an hour, you know? Um, so I think that really kind of weeds out a lot of the, I don't want to insult anyone because it's like your art, but you know, I mean, the bands that aren't kind of making a name for themselves, you sure. know, so the band, so you can kind of come through there and like really push out and have that support behind you. Like you're doing something right. Um, and plus, like so many, not even just pop punk bands, but so many different sounding bands have come from this eastern part of PA, southeastern PA. Right. Where you're no, you're not sure. It's not like you're going to get the same sounding Wonder Years band five times over, starting line band. You know, you're also going to have. You know, the the man overboards, the major leagues, the I call fives, um, the Saracens, Balancing Composures, uh, Super Heavens, Title Fight, Tiger Straw, Menzingers, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of goes on. So you're, you know, you're not, there's no shortage of uh, inspiration. Absolutely. And also allows you, I was going to say, it allows you to, you know, it, for, it forces you as a band to be creative and unique. right yeah because there's so many bands that come out like especially right now like there's so much coming out of pennsylvania (laughs) it's wild yeah and they're all really nice people love don't panic love Mm -hmm. cheer up dusty we got to spend a little week with them friend circle we spend like 10 12 days on the road with them that was awesome uh midfield we've known i mean they've been around just as long as we have at this Mm -hmm. point so um we actually just played like a house basement show with them oh uh, yeah back in so that was rad <laughs> basement shows are always like house shows in general are just fantastic like uh, n- there's not enough of them ever happening 
<laughs> no, and they've definitely gone away from COVID just because no one wants the liability of someone getting sick in their house. Well, right. Absolutely. Well, I Which remember, you know, pre-COVID though, God, oh, yeah, yeah. house shows were just the shit. There's, there's just something, something fun about getting, you know, 50 to 100 people crammed into a basement. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't come up dirty, sweaty, covered in beer, smelling like weed. You didn't go to the show. <laughs> right, because you're all touching each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we, we still try to look for that really cool house show venue, mm-hmm. you know. As Any chance you can. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the only time we'll rip a Philly show, even if we've like played Philly already, is like Al show. Fuck yeah, why not? You yeah, know? I mean, it's it's, it's really not going to be the same people, you know. It's that's it's not the same thing. No, and there's also less pressure. You're not playing at the big venue that you have to bring fifty to hundred kids out. Right. Got it. But um, yeah. So I think that. But I mean, I'm I'm definitely rambling. But I think that's like the big thing with Philly is just it's a no nonsense city. Nice. If you want to be taken seriously, prove it. And that's you know that's 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 good though. Like you're gonna have a dedicated fan base then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have we literally have had fans since the time we started. They never went anywhere. You know, and making new ones, playing these shows. I mean, we played a show with Can't Swim, and we played so well a brand new fan came up to us like a month later who's still our friend now and comes to mm-hmm. all our shows she had the artwork of bad times don't last tattooed on her leg that's so, awesome um, really loves you they love you but when they hate you they hate you <laughs> Yikes. jack white's not allowed in the city put it that way <laughs> no <laughs> now, last time we played in philly he got booed so badly and like trashed literally with trash that uh, he ended the concert hasn't come back since. So, but here's, okay. So like people paid to boo him. Like that's just wild to me. No, he just sucked and everyone was mad about it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I I mean, he's Jack White. So take it or leave it in whatever you think. I mean with that. (laughs) The entire stadium during a halftime show, there was a dog with a frisbee, and it was the whole the whole stick was the guy throws the frisbee across the field, dog runs down and catches it. Ooh. Dog dropped the frisbee. We booed the dog. Like we <laughs> that dog was so shook. And I love dogs. I don't condone doing this to animals, but that dude had to throw that frisbee again quickly and have that dog redeem himself. <laughs> Jeez. I yeah. mean, I'm not painting a good picture of this city right now. Next question, please. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, that's kind of <laughs> it's not the nicest. Um, what I was going to say is like probably the hardest thing about Philly for me was uh, watching. So this is going to date this show, but uh, watching the Eagles just beat the shit out of my Vikings on Monday. Holy crap. That was brutal. Yeah, but we did not play well in the second half, so hopefully we can fix that. It should have been play well the whole game. So yeah, yeah, that was weird. I was, I it was a I had feeling on my fantasy team. I'm like, me too. Just get get a cup. Just get them in the end zone like once or twice. (laughs) You know, I'm still (laughs) weird. But you uh, know, yeah, my Ryan was actually in the in 2000. What was it? 17. That was the year we won the Super Bowl. 
I always forget if it's a 17 season and we won in the year of 18 or if it's the 18, like whatever. The year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, beat the Vikings to go. Yeah, yeah, the one where you took it from us from our at our when we were going to go to the Super Bowl at home. Yeah, that one. Yeah, let's not talk about that one. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan was uh he was in Minneapolis during that game. Yeah, he was nice. turned away from the bar. So like, you're not go away. Like you guys just beat us. He's like, what, man? <laughs> That's silly. Let it go. It's football. Let's you know. Come on. Yeah. But people get people get crazy about their sports, man. Like especially football. Like go to an Eagles game, dude. It's no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a Vikings fan. I can't do that. That that's scary, man. <laughs> I'll send you some videos if I can find them. Okay. Yeah, football. Like, um, so like, do you watch? It's always sunny. Yeah, of course. Well, you never know. You never it's, know. It's it's bigger than the Catholic religion. <laughs> it is. I would assume so. But, like, it, that is honestly, like, my favorite show. I would have to say it's probably my favorite show of all time. Like, honestly. I can watch and rewatch those, like, episodes, except for season one. I think that's just everyone agrees on that. We're finding itself, though. It's, yeah. it's okay. And honestly, adding Dan and DeVito was the game changer. To oh, gosh. Yeah. But um, no, uh, they, everyone, everyone loves it because they actually have the vernacular correct, too. Like they say shore instead of beach. Like, that's a big thing around here. We're going to the shore, not the beach. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, yeah. um, the, the episode where they like go to the Super Bowl is so funny like and that one is so funny and then like the reasonings behind you know like uh like where d gives tom brady pink eye and shit and <laughs> that's why he was performing so bad and uh charlie you know having to shove his like like foot in the bear trap or <laughs> in order for them to win <laughs> I, uh, my my favorite episode is when they do the uh they're on the plane. They're trying to do the um the, the drinking box. count. Yeah, and then Charlie hits the home run. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Just him talking like, at the end. <laughs> I only brought one ball, and I'm a little tired. I want to go get it. So we'll say you did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's just like that. That is exactly what would happen in Philly. We'd only bring one ball and be like, ah, let's go drink more. <laughs> is. <laughs> Just I can't remember like what he says, but it's like the way his, his drunk like stupor is probably the best on the planet. <laughs> it's an amazing show. Perfect. Ab show. Absolutely. And with that, we're gonna go one last question before we move on to our next segment. If you could give our listeners one piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out, what would that be? uh stop trying to beg people for attention and just do your thing and people will pay attention um yeah and i mean they're definitely we were definitely the band would reach out to every record label every booking agent every manager listen to my band listen to my band listen to my band mm -hmm. no responses uh same thing with people and fans like check us out check us out and over the last year a lot of these people we've talked to just because you know running in the same crowds and stuff and mm -hmm. 
people know who we are and they're just waiting for certain things to kind of like line up or you know just not to get too far and that doesn't matter but like my, my point is we tried so hard to beg these people to listen to us but they knew about us the whole time so it's like just do your thing be genuine do it well promote yourselves and they'll find you you know and if they want to work with you they'll reach out that's that's very good advice. One of the things I really like about like this question is we've been doing this for, you know, over 50 episodes now, and there's a different answer for this question every time. Uh, so it's always something new to learn. And I love it. I like this one, especially because everybody does that and everybody goes down those rabbit holes, especially when they're just starting out or still still fresh, you know, just they're they want so badly like to be noticed they want to be on a record label everybody wants to be on a record label that's that's like the that's the the status you know even if it doesn't get you what you think it's going to get you you know it's a flex <laughs> it is it's a flex it's validation i think it's the biggest thing right Mm-hmm. is validating you know my music's good enough to work with so-and-so label or so-and-so booking agent or to go on so-and-so like such and such tour mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i mean we're definitely i'm, I'm no different i've reached mm-hmm. out to all those agents and labels and oh yeah I reach out to people to listen to the music and you know when you just kind of take a step back you realize like they know where you're at you just have to push you know yeah and, and then and like 99 times out of 100 no one's going to respond it's rare that people respond because you are one of thousands doing it daily weekly you know they if the if you if you run a a record label especially a, a a reputable one that somebody you know is seeking to be on you're gonna get a lot of a lot of people trying to be on your label and as a record label, I mean, we're not a record label, but you know, as like f- on the, on the side of a record label, you only got so much money. You can only have so many bands. You can only support so many bands. And, you know, some of these record labels that are absolutely fantastic, wonderful people working it, but there's only so much attention and, and money to go around. You know, you can't sign to everyone, even if they want to. Yeah, and you want someone to come to you and want to work with you. I mean, you know, I mean, it's cool if you have, like, friends who are connecting you, like, hey, you know, person I know at this place. Um, sneeze. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's cool, like, when people are doing that, like, hey, I know this person in this industry, I'll have them check you out type mm-hmm. deal. Um, but, you know, when people are reaching out to you, it means they want to work with you. Right. You know, so um just do your thing and work really hard and and prove that you you know prove it to yourself have fun make do it with people you enjoy and all those other pieces will fall into place when they're meant to fall in place absolutely and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with our next segment hey pat here with unsigned pop punk We're a community dedicated to building up the music scene by shining a spotlight on up-and-coming bands. 
Now, I know what you must be thinking. These guys must be raking in the cash. Wrong. But you can help us help others by picking up some merch. We found what big business is selling shirts for, and we slashed the prices. We saw what people are charging for sweatshirts, and we windmill kicked those prices in the face. So pick up some merch from us today. You won't be mad you did. And we're back. It's time to go right into the obscure question segment. This one, you know, uh, we had we had our good friend, our new new friend on the team, Matt. He uh, he came up with a lot of these these obscure questions, and I'm I'm excited I'm excited to have him on the team. Excited to have him uh, busting out some questions here. So we're gonna we're gonna start out this first one here. So on your YouTube, wait. Let me let me redo that on our YouTube channel. <laughs> we've started this series where we where we rank different things. We call it Tears for Fears. You know, a little play on that '80s band Tears for Fears, but it's tier like ranking. Uh, our first episode was about tour food stops. What's your top three favorite food stops while you're on the road? Oh, that's a good one. All right. I'm going to name three, and then I'm going to have to think about the order. Okay. So cookout, for sure. Um, Culver's. Uh, Midwest cheese curds. Gotta Absolutely. love that. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Ooh, why am I blanking on it? Oh, Waffle House. Waffle um, House, yeah. Yeah, we have to go to Del Taco. We haven't been there yet, but... I've never been to a Del Taco either. One, two. So, all right. And those are traditionally food places. I'd say Bucky's. I know they have food, but mm -hmm. then that's a different category, I feel. That's I like did I did track. put Bucky's on my list. I haven't been to a Bucky's, but I hear a lot about Bucky's. It's great. My wife's never been, but she has enough Bucky swag. <laughs> um, what is it? Okay, so I would say for me, number one would definitely be Culver's. There's the burgers, the cheese, everything. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Two would be Cookout. And then I'd say Waffle House for three. Because usually you're not going to Waffle House at a normal time. You're going at like that 2 a.m., 3 a.m., yeah, where you're in a different headspace, and you're just vibing different as a group. <laughs> Middle of the and, night driving. <laughs> yeah, and you see some shit you don't you don't think exists, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah. Overs cookout waffle house. What is a cookout? Oh, so cookouts this like crazy thing. It kind of in like the southern mid-atlantic some spots in ohio i believe okay. um so they do i forget what it's called but it's like a basket type i don't know i forget i forget what the term's called because i have to see the menu but for like eight bucks you can get like five big things like a burger a quesadilla mod sticks you can get like fried like corn like the corn bread with corn in it whatever they're called okay Sure. Um, they, they have cheer wine, which is like this cherry soda that has yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's just like the price you can't beat. Like six to eight bucks, you get it. That's a wild. Giant thing, and you're you're full for a long time. 
I'll have to stop at one of those. I've I've never even heard of that yet. So Yeah, it's good. Really good. Damn. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. So <laughs> and a, a lot of these obscure questions almost always revolve around food because like the time that I like set schedule for these interviews is dinner time and I haven't eaten ever. Uh <laughs> so, speaking of food though. Next question is, since you released a song called Leftovers, what would you say is the perfect leftover food? Hmm. I know some people are going to say pizza, but I love cold pizza. Oh, uh, I don't eat cold pizza. No, I'd have to heat it up. No, I, and I go as far as heating up the oven. Okay. <laughs> I don't even microwave it. Yeah, I got to treat pizza with respect. Um. It's leftover food. Unless it's Domino's or something. It doesn't really yeah, deserve yeah, that much respect. Phenomenal <laughs> spot. <laughs> um, oh, shit. You know what? I'm going to go with pasta, but like fancy pasta, not like just spaghetti or whatever. Just like a good like chicken alfredo, chicken mm-hmm. pesto, cacciatore, tortellini, you know. Um, and only because I did that today. <laughs> okay <laughs> like gnocchis and meatballs and like a homemade sauce and all that stuff and i was like had the ice cold like sauce and meatballs and i was just like eating the meatballs cold i'm like this shit's amazing i don't even want to heat it up just <laughs> so I, I need to heat that that stuff up but i can definitely like support that because my wife uh makes the best like alfredo sauce that i've ever had she makes it homemade all the time <laughs> and it's always better like the next day yeah because it's had time to like have all those flavors like come right. together even more and i look at it the best leftovers can be eaten cold or hot oh that's okay. why i'm classics I, I can eat the pasta my favorite is uh, carbonara and I, okay. I can just scoop that I mean, I prefer it hot, but, you know, I'm desperate and running quick and I can just kind of scoop a little bit, even though it's cold. (laughs) Just scoop it. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Last question, the obscure questions. What is the most obscure merch item that you've either a had or wanted to create? A banana hammock. A banana hammock? (laughs) Yeah, Did you make it like, or want to make it? I want to make it for Volca. I feel like it, we have enough like funny guy fans who would buy it. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, I got a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really I buy t-shirts. I'm a simple man. Like I don't. If I, I just got into long sleeve shirts like last year. Ooh, so look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm like traditionally shirts and hoodies, you know, but. Yeah, I think the obscure one, I'd love to do like a goalkeeper like man thong. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I support it. I wouldn't wear it, um, but I support it. If it was a banana hammock, like a like a legit like gonna just gonna hold them. Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. it can't just be a thong. I might, I might try. A specific. Just to put it you can just hang it in your like your rear view mirror in the car or something. You know what you could do? You could you have you seen those like new underwear that have like the place just for your like your goods and wares, you know? Yep. Like they're the uh 
they're still like boxer briefs, but they got the little pocket. Yeah. Could do that. That would be good. But see, that's like too makes sense. It's not scary enough. It's like I, that should have existed. I mean, <laughs> it's still pretty obscure, I'd say, but <laughs> I guess I'm I guess I'm comparing it to like you walk up to our merch stand, there's just a thong. Like a yeah but made for a made for men thong is definitely not like thongs you'll see on merch tables depending what what kind of concert you're going to like if you're going to like buck cherry i'm sure you'll find like a thong there uh but a man thong you gotta go to a specific show a a goalkeeper show that's it have your birthday suit costume man (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) so that's the end of the obscure question segment We've got one segment left, and that's our rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Okay. You're going to just speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. Just go for it. Bang, All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. <laughs> Neither? Nah, I can't do it. Lord of the Rings? Nah. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry, po- Harry Potter. He's popping up right there. Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> Mario or Luigi? Mario. Okay. Uh, since, you know, we're talking about, you know, our age and ageism and stuff like that. Can you sing to me the Bagel Bites jingle? No, I can't, dude. I do you remember? Like, do you remember? No, you don't remember, don't like, the I- commercial or anything? I can visualize it, but I can't sing it. Okay, so you know, so you know, bagel bites. Of course, I have. <laughs> you, they're in the fridge right now, freezer. I'm pretty sure my wife bought them when grocery shopping. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna sing it for you then, to okay. help spark this this pizza! childhood memory for you. Okay. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. I don't. You don't remember that? Okay. After this, I mean, don't wait for this episode to come out to find it. Go Google it. (laughs) It is a great commercial. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that because I feel like I'm not doing my generation good. You're not. You're not, man. You got to, you got to know this. I like, I was like, so I just talked to somebody else who was like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It was like, well, it's, you know, we live in different parts of the country, but I'm pretty sure that this was a like a universal, yeah. like everywhere commercial because Bagel Bites is everywhere. I had to be on that Nickelodeon commercial between Slime Time Live and all that at some point. Right, I'm sure it was it was had to have been somewhere. But so if you if you can't wait after this, go check it out. Otherwise, if you can wait, it will be on your episode. <laughs> I put I put part of the commercial on uh, all the episodes. So, yeah. Gwen Stefani or Haley Williams? Gwen Stefani. Damn straight. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell. Last question: Some forty-one or yellow card? Some forty-one. Both are great. Stoked yeah. to see yellow card back. I hope that they stay back. Mm-hmm. But you know. I, I like me some metal, you know? Yeah, I, Sum 41 had a bigger impact on me growing up. You know, it was one of the first kind of mainstream, like, pop punk bands that even, like, my parents got into. So, like, 
they like playing them on the radio too. Sure. I mean, the classics again, too deep and fat lip and all that. But um, personally for me and every single goalkeeper album we've released, I always reference the guitar tones, the drum tones and the explosiveness of the chorus and the layers of the songs of uh, underclass hero. It's so good. That's such a, that's a, that's honestly a, a, also a devastatingly underrated album. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that is, you know, when people say like, you know, like you listen to a record and it takes you back to a time in your life, Mm -hmm. that record takes me back to the summer, driving my friend's house to play video games, hang out, play basketball. But I can even like imagine like how the, the humidity felt, the heat felt, the summertime, like all the people who used to hang out in the cul-de-sac. It's it's a weird record how much like I put that on. I'm immediately back into like summer 07, 08, 09. Um, have you ever seen the uh, Walking Disaster breakdown video? Like it shows you everything that went into it. I don't think so. I'll send that to you tonight, and I'll, yeah. that's exactly what we use to like go into the studio and like build our songs because it's insane how many parts are like in each section. Uh, I would love it. I would love to see it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah cuz that is that's one of my favorite like it like the album as a whole is good, but it has some of my favorite like some 41 songs in total uh, on there. Yeah. I mean, just it's it's so underrated and like if it would if it was like if that was like their sophomore release or like third album and it had the whole band still I think it would have gotten more um, respect. Yeah, because that, that's the one that uh, Dave left. He wasn't on that one, right? Yeah, that's when he, uh, it was the first record without him. And um, obviously a lot of people didn't necessarily know if he, if they could do it without him. And, right. Uh, well, they did. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my, like, have you listened to like their last two records, like 13 yeah. Voices? So 13 Voices I think has my favorite song of theirs and it's um I don't even I don't think they even made a like a, a video for it. I just love it so much. It's a goddamn I'm dead again song two on that album. Right. I I just love so much when they get into like like adding a ton of metal to it. I really like metal. <laughs> Yeah, they um and they do it cool. Like you know, there's really no other pop punk band that I can imagine, I can really think of that would just randomly rip out like Metallica and Pantera riffs in the middle right. of a concert with such ease. Right. Well, because it's you know like you could reference like other bands like Four Year Strong and stuff to where they add like more hardcore, but some Forty One, yeah, they add like that old Metallica Pantera style thrash metal. Yeah, Iron Maiden even. Yep. Like, there's a lot of Utah. I'm, I, I'm real nerd. Like I love, love watching like the interviews and all that stuff with bands. And I remember, I, think, I forget which one it was, but he talked about how like the harmonies and the vocal production of Iron Maiden, you know, and um, uh, what was the other band? Iron Maiden and um, has the has the the ball guy who sings. Um, Anthrax, like the- not Anthrax. A bald guy with like the goatee, 70s like metal band. Oh, why am I blanking on it? Motorhead? No, that's Lemmy. That's Lemmy, no. Um, 
from the seventies. Bald. I mean, I can think of like bald, like I can think of like Slayer and stuff, like, but they're yeah. not. They're not. Uh, I I mean, they might have had some stuff in like really early eighties, but it's gonna bother me. <laughs> uh, like not being able to. Um, it's gonna bother me so much. I can't remember. <laughs> Judas Priest. Thank oh, God. duh. Yeah, Judas Priest. Why, duh. That was dumb. Um, we like failed. Other... <laughs> yeah, we did. Good thing we're not from that generation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, like all the vocal productions and a lot of the song structures, like they take from a lot of those classic bands like that yeah. and just brand up punk. Hell yeah. It's awesome. Well, you did it, man. You finished the podcast. Now's your chance. Let everybody know one last time. You know, anything you want to let them know, what's going on, where they can find you. You know, what's what's coming up the end of the year? So we have a tour from October 26th and starting in Orlando, Florida, working all the way to Texas, back up to the Midwest through November. Uh, so keep an eye out. Come to their cities if we're anywhere near you and keep an eye out. Uh, new records out uh, October 28th. We have the second single, Car Wreck, out on September 30th. Make sure you go pre-save and pre-order and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to use the platform for those who don't know. Pre-saving is like the only free way to really help a band get onto all these like playlists and Spotify algorithms and all that stuff. So um, might be a little bit of a pain in the ass, but you know, again, this is the only thing we can do to support bands that's actually free. So do that, and then. Um, yeah, next year is going to be a whole heck of a lot of touring. Hopefully, we'll be in Minnesota. Absolutely. If you get over here, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Come on up to Duluth. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up, because it'll be a really good drive, and uh, there's nothing else around here. <laughs> I would like to do a full Canadian run, like dip into Minnesota, because okay. there's nothing in that part of Canada for, like, ever. So you dip into Minnesota and go through, like, the Midwest, then go back into like Ontario. So maybe we'll have to make that happen. Do it. Hit me up if you you know if if you're gonna play up here, I can help you out. Hell yeah, dude! Well, thank you so much, man. This was so much fun. I'm happy we got to talk on this and uh, actually meet in person too a couple weeks ago. Absolutely, meeting in person made this even more like relaxed. I didn't have to be nervous if you're gonna be mean <laughs> to me. <laughs> always mean <laughs> i know gosh i could tell i could tell in your pictures you're just like i still have wore the shirt a couple times hell yeah look at that holds up very well in the washer so thank you you're welcome <laughs> i try to make you know i like to make merch that you know good quality stuff i'd like to wear i guess i've always been that way like you from doing bands and stuff you know, you can go the cheap route, but I just don't like doing that. I don't think it's going to sell much for you either. No, not at all. You have to take your take your merch uh, take your merch game seriously. Absolutely. Well, with taking your merch game seriously, on that note, good call it a night, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. 
Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.